We are back yet again on the Thick Commanding Podcast, and we are very excited to present to you our week one of the NFL season predictions. It has been a long, long offseason full of very minimal and grueling content, but we are finally back with real football. And starting things off, we are going to see a wonderful Thursday night game between the reigning Super Bowl champions and the upstart Buffalo Bills who look to dethrone them. And this might shock some of you because I am a big supporter of the Bills, but I am picking the Rams to win this game. They've got a better defense. I am more confident in their ability to move the ball downfield with their passing attack. I think the receivers are deeper. I think Al Robinson is a meaningful addition. I think Bobby Wagner will revitalize his career in LA. I actually heavily disagree for once, and I'm usually there uh, going against the Bills, and you're the one propping the Bills up, propping Josh Allen up. With the Bills heading into the Super Bowl champions home turf, we know that really doesn't matter because it's LA, and I think the Bills are the one whose roster actually got more well-rounded and better since last season. I think the Bills are going to wind up winning the game. I think Josh Allen's going to dominate. They have uh, a better I'd like to think James Cook is going to be a better back and more dynamic back than Devin Singletary they added Von Miller who the Rams lost from their front seven the Bills have a better front seven than they've had probably in the last half decade so I think the Bills are going to win the game with a score of 35 to 31 and we may even wind up seeing this matchup again come January or February my concern is it's much easier to take Stefan Diggs away with Jalen Ramsey than it is to stop Cooper Cup with someone like Drew Davis White just because of how much he's in the slot and how easy those routes are hit underneath. I think Cubs are going to have a very good night. Diggs is going to be fairly quiet, and that's going to be the uh, difference maker. Well, we also saw the evolution of Gabe Davis at the end of last season in his massive game against the Chiefs, so I think a lot of people are expecting him to kind of step up, and I'm expecting him to step up as well. So I think he's going to be more dynamic on the Bills' passing attack this game. And they also have Dawson Knox, who's one of the probably seven to eight best tight ends in the NFL. I, I think he's I'd prefer him over Tyler Higby on the Rams side of the ball. So I just feel like the Bills are more well-rounded. Josh Allen is hungry after losing in the playoffs. The Rams might have a bit of a Super Bowl changeover with some major personalities and major talents leaving their locker room and going to another team or retiring with um, Andrew Whitworth. There's also the minor issue of the Rams still having the best player in football by a pretty decent margin, who is ready to feast on a somewhat weak compared to other teams in fear Bills interior offensive line. I think that's going to be a big issue for him. That is definitely a part of the conversation. Probably shouldn't mention all day, but moving on, I think the uh, Rams got an early opening night win. You think the Bills got it? Who we got next? Next up, we have the Falcons and Saints, and the Falcons fans are in for a long season. They're not going to be able to watch their team win a bunch of games, and when you compare both their rosters, I think the Saints are significantly better at most positions with the exception of tight end and A.J. Terrell at corner at number one. So I think the Saints are going to wind up winning a game. Jameis coming off that ACL injury is going to put up some good numbers. Alvin Kamara is probably is not going to get suspended until next season, so he's playing. I think the Saints wind up winning the game with a score of 21 to 17, but I would not be shocked if the Falcons pull it out because James is coming off of that injury and may struggle early. I have absolute faith in James Winston. He is one of the best quarterbacks in all football. I am tired of sitting here week after week hearing you disrespect him and talk about him like he's not <laughs> top three quarterback. As for the uh, rest of the Saints offense, Michael Thomas, stud, Olave, stud, Alvin Kamara, domestic, or not domestic, assaulter, just regular old assaulter. <laughs> domestic. <laughs> And the Falcons' defense is horrible, so the Saints are going to pretty easily win unless Marcus Mariota is someone we didn't think he was. You're not going to give a specific score? I'm not going to give a specific score. I don't need to give specific scores. (laughs) Why not? Because I'm not going to get any of them right. 
and neither are you, so I'm not going to waste our fans' time. Speaking of making poor decisions, the the Cleveland Browns are facing off against the Carolina Panthers in an electrifying week one matchup, which will see Baker Mayfield take on his former team. I'm going to side with Baker on this one. I think the Panthers are scrappy, they're hungry, they've got a better quarterback, they've got a better running back, they're receiving game. Still borderline, but I think they are going to pull this one out. It's going to be a tough game. They'd lose it if Deshaun Watson was playing, but for the first 11 weeks, that's not an issue. But the Panthers, with help of Baker Mayfield, are going to triumph over the Browns. It's coming down to which team has the better quarterback. And that team right now, due to Deshaun Watson's suspension, is the Panthers. They have Baker Mayfield. And he is going to, I think, make the Browns regret their decision a little bit. I think he's going to light it up. He's going to... go for 250 yards, three touchdowns. Maybe McCaffrey will tag on another two. I think the Panthers, while they probably won't win a lot of games in 2022, they're going to have a big showing versus the Browns. And I think Baker Mayfield's going to uh, give fans and something to think about. And he's going to make Panthers fans happy. And I'll give a score prediction, even though Isaiah frowns upon that. I think they win the game 35 to 21. Have you said like 35 is two or the uh, three scores you've given out so far? Has that been the uh, common denominator? I had the Bills score in 35. It's happened twice. Twice in the first three games. Something's looking a little shakier. But Baker's feeling dangerous. The Panthers aren't going to win that many games this year, but this is going to be one of them. And the next game, there's the Bears and 49ers. You have to, I feel at least a little bit for Justin Fields. He has to play the 49ers front seven in his first game after a rough 2021 campaign in all aspects. I, I think the story of the game is going to be the fact that the Bears just still can't protect Justin Fields. The 49ers have a much better front seven. And the 49ers front office front office offense is going to be propped up by their run game and it is going to help Trey Lance look as good as he possibly can be in week one if Trey Lance can't be successful with all the offensive weapons he has around him 49ers fans will have a lot to worry about I don't think that's going to be the case I think they wind up winning the game yeah if you got Debo Samuel and George Kittle fully healthy for the first time in a while you're not going to lose many games Bears are horrible their offensive line's horrible Justin Fields is going to be running for his life and it's going to be a pretty one-sided matchup for the 49ers next up we'll have a divisive game between the Bengals and the Steelers. Two teams which are propped up by their defense, at least for postseason runs for the Bengals. But I am not a big supporter of the Bengals. I don't think they're going to do particularly well this season compared to what they did last year. They play a tougher schedule. They play healthy teams. And they have to play the Pittsburgh Steelers twice, who have the best defense in football, who are going to have a good quarterback, who have an amazing collection of wide receivers, and have one of the best young running backs in the league. The Steelers are simply a better team. The only position I would say the Bengals are better at, honestly, is wide receiver one and quarterback. Other than that, the Steelers dominate them. It's going to be a fairly one side defensive route the Bengals are going to get blown out in their first game back in Cincinnati since the playoffs well I think it's a bit aggressive to just anoint Chase Claypool or George Pickens is better than T Higgins but I actually do agree with you on this one I think me and Isaiah always go the opposite directions of what the majority thinks about the Bengals we're always more negative and I think Mitch Trubisky is going to go into he's going to go into Cincinnati with a chip on his shoulder after sitting on the bench last season behind Josh Allen and he's going to put up some numbers with the like Isaiah already said a very talented Steelers offense he has Deontay Johnson George Pickens Chase Claypool Pat Fryermuth, who I am a big fan of at tight end their offensive line is not great but they do still have Najee Harris in the backfield and I think they're going to beat the Super Bowl runners up this season I'm a big believer in the Steelers heading into this year they always win more games than we expect and I think this is going to be one of the ones they win that a lot of people probably don't expect them to win so next up an NFC East team. We got the Eagles playing the Lions. I'm a fan of the Giants. So normally I don't want the Eagles to win, but I am very unbiased in all of my predictions, evidently. 
I don't care if, if you've watched Hard Knocks, maybe you're swayed a little bit to think the Lions are going to win. But at the end of the day, their roster is not the best in the NFL. They are still building towards something. I'm a believer in their future, and they do not really have a chance at keeping up with the Eagles and their offense. And I think the Eagles also have a very good defense. They have a very good secondary now with d- different guys they've added. James Bradbury. They traded for. They trade for. I can't think of the name that they traded for. AJ Brown. No, the corner. I was thinking of the corner. Obviously, we all know they traded for AJ Brown. Their offense got better. It's been a long time since they had as good of a receiving core as they do now. So I think they're going to win the game in relatively easy fashion. Hopefully, we do see some flashes from the Lions offense. So that indicates they may win more games this season. See, I'm confident about one thing. It's not going to be an easy game. The Lions were the ultimate trap team last year where they would drag good teams down to close, tight scoring games. And they'd find a way to lose them just generally because they had Jared Goff, a quarterback, and a first-year head coach, but it's not going to be a one-side fair. After the entire offseason of hyping this game up, you think Dan Campbell's just going to go and get blown out? And sure, the Eagles are a better team, but at the same time, the mentality is better. I think the play calling might be better. I think Dan Campbell might have a coaching advantage for one of the few times this year, and I do think the Lions will be in this game late. Will they win? I don't know. I'm going to say no just because the Eagles are such a talented team and have a better offensive player at every position besides running back but still it's gonna be a close game there's no easy out against the Lions well the Lions do have a Mon Ross St. Brown they don't have Jamison Williams yet but he sure he came on in a big way the second half of the season now Mon Ross St. Brown's pretty well real Swift's pretty real but at the end of the day it's not gonna matter it's gonna be a close game but Jordan Davis AJ Brown all the new additions are just gonna prove too much for the lowly Detroit Lions next up we have an AFC South matchup between the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans and the Texans have recently been freed of their massage enthusiast quarterback and now are ready to roll into a full rebuild and that rebuild is going to start by getting murdered by the Colts I'm not high on Matt Ryan, but I have some faith in him. He is going to be able to outperform Davis Mills, considering he's got a better line receivers and a running back. And I do feel bad for Mills. He's not a bad quarterback, but he is going to be very unproductive to start the year because of how unfortunate the situation is. But at the end of the day, it's going to be one side. It's going to be a Colts blowout. This one's not going to be close. And it's going to be the sign of a long rebuild for the Texans. Yeah, much like the Lions, I don't think they're as far along as the Lions franchises, but I do think we see the Texans building towards something. They just got Damian Pierce in the draft, a running back who looks very promising for them. They have a... I think an under, it's not a great, but still underrated wide receiving core. Brandon Cooks is constantly one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, defense, it's not as good as the Colts defense as far as looking at this matchup. So, and the Colts have Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, who's gotten better every single season. So I think the Colts also win this one pretty easily. Moving on to the, now even AFC East matchup between the Patriots and the Dolphins. There are a ton of questions surrounding whether or not Tua is going to be able to get it done, whether or not Tyreek Hill made a horrible career decision by choosing to leave the Chiefs in the Patrick Mahomes offense. Uh, as far as I know, Jalen Waddle is coming back from injury. He's been injured a little bit during training camp. And I think that because the Dolphins have a home game, they are going to wind up winning this game. On the offensive side of the ball, they are better at every single position except for running back. They may, they probably even have a better offensive line. I like to as a quarterback more because of what he has around him than Mac Jones. Mac Jones doesn't have a ton of talent around him. And I think the Dolphins wind up winning this game. Look, the Dolphins O-line still stinks. Let's not mince words about that. The Patriots don't have an amazing line anymore, but it's still much better than what's going on down there in Miami. The exception of tackle. 
tackle is just not particularly good. <laughs> you never <But> know. <laughs> at the end of the day, location is key in this one. Belichick doesn't win in Miami. It doesn't matter if it's early in the season, late in the season. The Dolphins always find some way to beat him down there. So for that reason and that reason alone, I'm going to say Miami wins this one. I don't care about the receivers, the tight end, the Tua, whatever. It doesn't bother me. The location alone means the Dolphins are winning. And speaking of location, we have a dreary game between the New York Jets and Baltimore Ravens in New York. As most games are in New York, this one is going to be fairly boring and fairly one side. The Jets are going to get beaten around, but it's not going to be a flashy victory for the Ravens. They're just going to run through the motions, make sure the clock keeps moving, give Lamar his carries, give Dobbins his carries, find Andrews his targets, and march all over the Jets. They don't have Zach Wilson, they don't have Mekhi Becton. Their season's already over and they haven't played a single game. It's going to be a bad matchup in New York. Yeah, unlike all of last season, the Ravens are the team that are actually healthier. The Jets are missing Zach Wilson, who I'm not the biggest fan of as far as his long-term projections, but he was their starting quarterback into the season. He's been their starting quarterback all training camp, and now they are without him. So that is something that is going to hurt. The Ravens, like I said, have everyone healthy. They have a, I think they've re- reloaded and retooled their offensive personnel. I think they're better on that side of the ball than they were last year. So it's, it's probably going to be a 20 to 30 point blowout, I think at least. Next, we have the Jaguars and the Commanders, two teams that are not exciting. They're both not going to be playoff teams. Most likely, Carson Wentz coming off of a not-so-great season with the Colts where he failed in big moments, although he put up some good numbers at the end of the day. And Trevor Lawrence is looking to kind of put together all of the good things that happened for him last season. There was a lot of bad, but there were some throws where he throws excellent into space, excellent on the boundary. And I think he's going to take a big step now against the Commanders. He has more offensive weapons. While I don't love them, he does... Christian Kirk is better than their number one wide receiver from last year. Evan Ingram is better than what they had at tight end last year. I mean, Urban Meyer was rolling Tim Tebow into camp. And I think the Jaguars are going to win a very close game in this one. It could go either way because, like I said... I'm, I like Carson Wentz a little bit more than other people, but I think the Jaguars get this win in Washington. Well, look, the football team has a better offensive line. They've got a better defensive line. I think they've got a better number one receiver. They've got better running backs unless ETN somehow comes on the scene and looks like the next coming of Adrian Peterson. But at the end of the day, I don't think the quarterback difference is really going to be that important. For all intents and purposes, this is Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. Last year, Lerner Meyer should not count because no quarterback will be able to succeed in that horrible, horrible system with that dysfunctional coach, which leads me to say, the commanders, the football team, the neighbor Dak, whatever you would like to call them is going to get the dub based off defensive strength and running game alone. I I just want to believe and trust in Trevor Lawrence to take the next step a little bit after last season and uh, another full training camp. Ah, I still can't do it. I need to see something before I have faith in him. And speaking of powerful running games deciding the outcome of football games, we have a New York Giants-Tennessee Titans matchup, which is going to feature two of the best running backs in the NFL, assuming they are both healthy, with Saquon Barkley and Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry is obviously better than Saquon. There's no conversation to be had there, not even by a diehard Giants fan. But even if those two were equals, the Titans are better everywhere else. It's not particularly close. Maybe wide receiver, but their defense is better, their O-line's better, their quarterback's better, and the Giants are in the midst of a rebuild. They just don't know it yet. They haven't shed their horrible young quarterback, which needs to happen before they can move on and actually start winning games. It hasn't, so they're not going to. Titans are going to win an easy one. Uh, their wide receiver group actually it doesn't have a lot of depth. It isn't as strong, but you know, I'm not going to get hung up on that because 
I am not a believer in the Giants. If you watch any of the Giants preseason, their corners are pretty fucking abysmal. They couldn't, their starting defense couldn't stop Mac Jones and the Patriots wide receivers, who are probably one of the weaker groups in the NFL as far as a talent perspective, to save their life. Now, when it comes to Derrick Henry in this game, I think he's going to run all over the Giants defense. They are a lot of holes on the Giants. I don't think they're going to be great. And you're one with Dable on the defensive side of the ball. On the offensive side of the ball, the Titans did just lose Harold Landry, but their defense is significantly is still comparable in talent to the Giants offense. I think this game's going to wind up being a blowout. It's in it's also in Tennessee, so I'm I'm not excited. <laughs> I'm not excited to watch it. <laughs> Next up we have the Chiefs and the Cardinals. Patrick Holmes versus Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray just got that massive contract extension. If they wind up losing this game, of course, there's going to be questions of whether or not he called, whether or not he watched film. There's going to be questions of whether or not he thought he could call, should call plays after his experience during the preseason as the offensive coordinator for his, some of his backups. And I think this game, the Chiefs are going to wind up winning it. Yes, they lost Tyreek Hill, but there's been an evolution within the Chiefs offense. They're very deep at wide receiver despite the loss. They still have Travis Kelsey. Their backfield is four deep. On the defensive side of the ball, I I still like, I think they have a lot of talent. Chris Jones, they added Justin Reed in the offseason. They still have LeJarrius seen. I think the Chiefs win this one. I don't really, I don't think the Cardinals are going to wind up winning despite their history of strong starts in the early See, you season. just don't get it. Kyler Murray knows the Chiefs def- defense back to front. He has been all offseason playing Madden as himself, grinding out against other teams. He knows exactly what the Chiefs and Andy Reid are going to throw at him. He is going to pick that defense apart. It's going to be an absolute gunfight. And at the end of the day, the loss of Tyreek Hill will catch up to the Chiefs in this one. I don't care that DeAndre Hopkins is suspended. Kyler Murray is going to dominate this opening week because he has played so much Madden that he knows their playbook inside out. I expect the Cardinals upset victory. I, I don't see that happening because I think the Chiefs are just more put together. Like I said, Patrick Holmes. I think the Cardinals went through more offseason changes. Chiefs are also the better coach team. I don't see them lo- starting a season 0-1. Change is a good thing, Tristan. And speaking of change, we are going to now talk about two teams which have changed a lot this offseason. The Raiders are taking on the Chargers in LA, and that is going to be a dynamic game. The Raiders obviously acquired Devonta Adams, one of the best offensive players in all of football. The Chargers have made every effort to bolster their run defense and really is setting up to be a premium matchup. I think the Chargers are going to pull this one out. They are the home team, which doesn't matter that much if you're LA, but they've got better uh, quarterback play. They've got a better offensive line. I think their defense is better. And at the end of the day, I don't think Derek Carr is all that. He can't really compare to Herbert. I think Herbert is going to make a clear statement that he is the best quarterback in the division, if not for Patrick Mahomes, and let the world know he is going to be his year. Well, even though, I mean, people constantly slight Derek Carr because he's not a top five quarterback in the NFL, like two of his counterparts, and of course, Broncos fans and Seahawks fans would make that argument for Russell Wilson that he is in that conversation, but he's still a very good quarterback and both teams have very comparable offensive weapons. I'd argue the Raiders are probably even better on this side of offensive receiving weapons, in my opinion. I mean, Devontae Adams better than Keenan Allen. Darren Waller is better than whoever the, I can't even name off the top of my head who the Chargers tight end is. And the Raiders also added Chandler Jones in the offseason to pair with Max Crosby. So they have a very dynamic pass rush, much like the Chargers with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. So it's going to be an exciting matchup. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. I think it's I could see it going either way, but for the sake of this video, I am going to pick the Chargers just because, mm, yes, I'm going to pick the Chargers just because they are the home team. I think Justin Herbert is going to get it done, and I think there's going to be a lot of points scored on both sides of the ball, and we're going to see why the Raiders are going to be a playoff team. Mac and Bosa are going to take turns bouncing Carr's head off the turf of SoFi Stadium. It's not going to be that close. <laughs> 
<laughs> whatever you want to say. Now, Vikings versus Packers. Vikings, Isaiah's favorite team. Packers, his most hated team. And a lot of people also don't feel that strongly about Aaron Rodgers. I think in this game, because it's a home game for the Vikings, there were some new changes in the offseason. The Packers have a lot of changes on the offensive side of the ball when it comes to the receivers. I think the Vikings actually wind up winning this one. Kirk Cousins is going to perform. Now, if the Packers win, it's not going to be because of their offense and that they put up a lot of points. It's going to be because of how talented their defense is. If you take a look at their defensive depth chart, it is incredible. They have talent at corner. They have talent at safety. They have talent in the front seven. Quay Walker, who they just drafted, I think is going to be great. They have great pass rushers. They have a great interior D lineman. So if the Packers win, it's going to be because of their defense, not necessarily because of Aaron Rodgers and the offense. And I think the Vikings win a close, close one. I think it's going to be relatively low scoring compared to other games that go on in week one. And it really is a shame you're talking about Packers even. So I can stole their best defensive player. So I don't know what you want me to say on that. They are, the Minnesota Vikings are the better team right now. There is one clear distinction between the two teams and that is the quarterback. Like both defenses look good. The Vikings have better offensive weapons. The running backs, Cook is better than either of the two Packers. Maybe combined they're comparable, but the receiver is not particularly close. Tight end, kind of a wash. I think Irv Smith might be better than Tunyon. But the question is going to be if Kirk Cousins can deliver the Minnesota Vikings a victory, or rather not lose them the game as he is one to do in these big moments. And you know what? I'm going to show a shred of faith in Kirk. I think he's got it. I think he can do it this time. We are moving into a completely different Minnesota Vikings era. <laughs> an era in which Kirk Cousins is a confident young lad with an offensive coach who likes him instead of Mike Zimmer who hated him and spawned an organization of fear and intolerance. Mike Zimmer was definitely a homophobe. That's all I'm going to say. But <laughs> look, at the end of the day, Vikings are the better team for Chicago. The quarterback difference, it's there, but it's not going to be enough to deliver the Packers a win. I expect the Vikings to win the North this year. I don't care what anyone says. Call me a homer. It does not bother me. They are better than the Packers. Maybe the Lions contested. I don't know. But the Vikings are winning on opening night. I mean, we and agree. S- <laughs> there you go. I don't think we do agree. I think you want to disagree. After I said that, you bet you thought I was going to say the Packers were going to win. Now on to America's team, playing in Jerry World against the Super Bowl champions of two years ago. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are facing off against the Dallas Cowboys. Tom Brady has been embroiled in offseason drama, whether it be the mass singer, his wife not being happy he came back to football, or his spontaneous retirement and unretirement. It's been a loud, loud offseason in Tampa Bay. That does not change the fact. They are still one of the best teams in football. They should be the favorite or the second favorite to come out of the NFC for the Super Bowl. But... Dak Prescott's a real quarterback. Micah Parsons, 11 from heaven. I think the Cowboys are going to do a little bit of spoiling for the Buccaneers on opening night. It's going to be an upset. They're going to beat Tampa Bay, and Dak Prescott's going to put on a phenomenal performance with CeeDee Lamb. I just don't see that happening because I think the Buccaneers are more talented all over the field. The Cowboys got worse at every other position from last season. Yes, they have Micah Parsons, but the Buccaneers are still the better team. They still have the better overall pass rushers. Their secondary is actually going to be healthy compared to last season, and they still have Tom Brady. So I think the Buccaneers are going to win this game pretty comfortably. I think Cowboys fans will be sobbing like they were after the loss to the 49ers in the playoffs, and I think they win the game by a, a touchdown, maybe even two. See, I think Tom Brady's mentally rattled right now for the first time in his life 
life, non-football stuff is getting in the way of football. And I think that is going to be what does it. Because Tom Brady's not a phenomenal arm talent. He's still a good slinger of the ball. But the mental, if it's the mental's not there, Brady is in trouble. And it looks like Brady's going to be in trouble. So you're you going to make a famous Max Kellman falling off the cliff, cliff take? He'll be back eventually, but he's going to fall off the cliff tonight. He's just not going to be fully prepared for this opening night game. Spent too much time in Cabo. Spent too much time with a mask on his head. I don't see that. I don't see that happening. But with the next game, I think everyone knows how this game is going to go. This is not even really up for debate. If the Broncos lose versus the Seahawks, that is an extreme embarrassment. There's no way you can trade for the other team's quarterback who's a top 10 to top 12 talent in the NFL, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, a Super Bowl winning quarterback, and then lose to the team you traded for him from when that team goes from expecting to win 12 games to expecting to win four or five games. If the Broncos lose this game, it is embarrassing. They're better... They're better all over the field with the exception of receiver. I do think the Seahawks have better receivers, but they don't have the quarterback to get it to them. So the Broncos, they should easily win this game. All I need four words to tell you what's going to happen in this game. Broncos country, let's rock. That has been our week one predictions. Let us know what you think down in the comments below. Tell us what we got woefully wrong. Sing our praises. Do whatever you like. Hit that subscribe button if you're still here. Any support is tremendously appreciated. Thank you.